0: Welcome to Extra Musical, the podcast where we delve into the lives, thoughts, creative process, and hobbies of musicians and other creative artists. If you'd like to learn more about the podcast, visit www.hiddencinemarecords.com slash podcast. If you'd like to support the podcast and everything else going on at HCR, become a patron at www.patreon.com slash hiddencinemarecords. Today, we're joined by Chris Coles. He's a Northeast Ohio-based saxophonist, composer, and educator. He's currently on the staff at the University of Akron, and you can also see him throughout the Northeast Ohio region performing, as well as in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. He has several different projects under his name, including Chris Cole's Gleam and his Nine Lives project. Let's get to his conversation. Hi, listeners. Uh, you just heard a little bit about Chris Cole's, uh, but we're going to hear a lot more about him during this interview. Chris, thanks for joining us. Oh man, thank you, man. This is great. <laughs> uh, so, being Super Chris Bowl Sunday, t- baby. Sorry, <laughs> Super Bowl Sunday. Who y'all got? This is, uh, well, by the time they're listening to this, they'll be like, "Oh, we know who won." Um, Yeah, and it'll be the Eagles. I actually don't know. I have I don't know Eagles (laughs) colors. I have Eagles colors on right now, Uh, but I'm only I'm repping them because I'm from Pennsylvania. So if I'm not, if it's not the Steelers, I'm going to cheer for the Eagles. But Mm -hmm. I don't I don't football in the first place. You're you're a sports person, right? I'm a I'm a sports dude. Yeah, yeah. Like I've seen you go to games before. Anyway, let's reset reset. We reset. Well, no, we're we're keeping or we're keeping it. But you know. So for our listeners, for our listeners, uh, like, who are you? Who's Chris Coles? What do you do and where are you based? Um, well, um, I'm a saxophonist, composer,
1: um, educator in the, the Akron area. I was born in Cleveland. Uh, a lot of people think for some reason I'm from Akron, but I'm, I'm not. I just have lived here the longest <laughs> okay. outside of living in Cleveland, but I'm, I'm from Cleveland. Um, and you know I, I play music in the area and
0: abroad. Uh,
1: yeah, and I, and I love
0: video games. Yeah, you, yeah. yeah, I love video games and anime. That's yeah. that's Chris Cole's though. I yeah. what I can't remember. Is it on your left arm? Gara is. Yeah,
1: Gara and Itachi and Naruto yeah. and Sasuke. Yeah,
0: all all the cool ones. Um, all the. Co- <laughs> No, no, I've, I went on a rewatch of that recently. I think it was like this past summer. I went on a rewatch. of No, it's been the past like a year. Uh, yeah. But I stopped recently because I got to the point on Hulu where it wasn't dubbed. And I try and do work yeah. <laughs> while I'm watching. So I don't yes. want to read like for the anime fans who might happen to listen to this and like sub only good for you. You want to stare at the screen. I don't. Uh, (laughs) Don't have time for it. So you can fight me. uh, We can literally fight about it. Uh, So, how'd how'd you get your start in uh, being a saxophonist in uh, writing, but in music in general? Like, what was your early musical stuff like? Um, Well, it
1: wasn't saxophone at all. It was actually like my first real instrument was the drums. Oh. and i that was short lived i i played drums for about 2 years um but you know we couldn't afford my mom didn't like me playing saxophone so imagine like a drum set right she's like you can't do this bro like this i is can't not, i can't do this for not the vibe yeah <laughs> not the vibe so that was short lived um but before even before the drums i was playing recorder and i i spent a lot of time like transcribing you know smooth jazz saxophone players but on, on recorder, recorder. yeah oh, and video nice. game music like some of the stuff from like soul caliber 2 like i could play on my on on recorder and stuff like that oh that's cool so, so like, yes yeah, I, I spent a lot of time like i was i was nerdy long before i got to this point i was <laughs> super nerd so um i learned a lot of things by ear And my dad got me a saxophone when i was 13 and just i transferred all that over to saxophone and you know, really got to listening to, you know, more more smooth jazz and, and, and lots of crossover musicians like Kenny Garrett and mm-hmm. Roy Hargrove and, um, you know, people like that learning their music. Um, and then, I, I don't know, like I wasn't really good at anything in school other than math, and I was like, well, I don't want to do that. So I went to school for music.
0: That's exactly how I went, like, chose school. <laughs> I was yeah. like... Am I going to? I thought I would. Well, I am a teacher and I was like, I'm going to be a teacher. Do I want to do math or do I want to do music? And then I got to calculus and I was like, oh, nah, man, I don't feel like doing this every day.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's exactly. That's, that's exactly. Like, yeah. That's what it was. Is, it was like, oh, this is not, this is
0: for the birds. Yeah. This is not for me. It doesn't spark joy anymore. No. Like, I used to be excited <laughs> about like math, like, but like, then we got to like trig and calc and I was like, I'm not excited anymore. <laughs> <laughs> So that's really I didn't realize that you started quote so late. I mean from a uh traditional standpoint, most students like start their instruments at like age nine, ten, something like that. Mm-hmm. So like when you're like, oh yeah, I started when I, I started playing saxophone when I was thirteen, it's like, oh man, that's kind of a late start. But like since you were doing so much work on the recorder, you really did have like this like ear and technical facility that transferred real well.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah and i mean it's it's not to be you know understated like i was i was reading music i wasn't great at it but like i was learning like madrigals from the you know from the baroque era and stuff like like i could play that stuff oh you were like looking up old recorder music or old yeah i mean i'd study with someone that that's what they did oh you were you were studying recorder i was studying recorder i didn't start studying recorder but i study i did study recorder for about
0: uh, about 2 years Oh, that's so cool! Was this a, yeah. a teacher in school, or was this a teacher outside of school?
1: Man, it was this it's this place in Cleveland called the Broadway uh, Broadway School for Music and the Arts. Oh. So David Betts was my teacher, and then Bob Keebler, uh, Bob Keebler, kind of took me under his wing, and we did like classical saxophone and clarinet. Actually, yeah, like, I, I did some OMEA stuff on clarinet, and yeah, it was it was it was
0: wild. That's wow. great. Especially that yeah. they had you doubling from like a early time. They're like, all right. And like just made it normal.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh. It, I knew I had to do it, but I, I didn't have a clarinet and flute until way till much later in college. Yeah, like your own. Yeah. Oh, okay. But I could do a little bit. Like I, you know, I played some musicals like in high school, like uh Carmen Jones and West Side Story. I I did stuff like that as a high school student.
0: So, I was say West say, if you played the West Side Story book, that's not Little. I don't know. Bernstein, he gets, well, he gets it's,
1: it. it's, I mean, they did, I, I played some of those parts. I didn't play all of them. Like, I played oh, okay. some flute. Like, the stuff I could handle, but there was, mm-hmm. there was a flute player there that was dedicated to that. Got it. That could play. You know, they kind of, like, they they
0: spared us <laughs> a little bit. It was, like, high schoolers and ringers. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I mean, that was a great side by side experience though. Like yeah. I that that would be something I I would wanted to have done when I was in high school. I didn't get to do that until college, start playing yeah. high schools and stuff. But like Yeah, dude, yeah. Dude. That's I a met formative. A, yeah, it's a formative yeah, it was
1: sorry, I didn't mean to cut. Yeah, it was a You're formative right. experience. Yeah, it 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 was. And I, a lot of the people that became my mentors in the next level were also there. Like uh I don't know if you know Dennis Reynolds. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Um, I met him uh this past summer. Yeah, he he was one of the people that I met at sixteen. Uh, I met him. I met I was playing with Kenny Davis, who was a trumpeter in the area, like local legend. Uh, played in the Duke Ellington Orchestra uh, under Mercer Ellington. Oh like, man, I met a lot of cool people in that in in those pits that I still like talk to to this day and ask for their advice.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's, I mean, that's a community right there. That's, like, really cool that they're around. Like, the city of Cleveland has a lot of great jazz legends in general. I mean, like, uh, read-wise, they have, like, Joe and Ken Poplowski, um, who I didn't even realize was from Cleveland until, like, maybe a couple years ago. But, mm-hmm. like, all those dudes just, like, around. Uh, Dennis Reynolds, did he teach at Oberlin, too, or am I, like, crazy? He did teach
1: at Oberlin for a good bit. Yeah, uh, twenty years or something like that. It was a long time.
0: For a good for a good bit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm it's just like imagining like one bit. of my high school students uh listening to this and like a good bit and they think a year and like twenty yeah. years. and they're like oh my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so like after all of those those early musical experiences and you go into school, you went to I can't remember, you went to Youngstown first or uh you- I did my undergraduate at Youngstown State, yes. Yeah, Dana School of Music. There's a like you already know, Doc. There's a lot of Dana School of Music <laughs> <laughs> alumni on this um, on this podcast. Um, and then um, since then, uh, you've been like uh, doing. I mean, like you were one of the most working saxophonists to, in my mind in the like Akron-Cleveland area. I would say, yeah, I would say I, I play a
1: lot. Yeah, <laughs> I do. That's the goal. It is. It is. It's a goal. It, I don't know if it's the goal. It's a goal, though. It's, it's one goal. and a half. You. Sh- it, it's important
0: to do for a while. Yeah. To just to play a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, if if like oh wait how am I wording this question? So like you you play and you compose uh what what is that like ratio to you is more like a seasons thing where you're like writing for a while and then you have a lot of playing at one time or is it more like a a a balance that you try and keep throughout like the year i think it's seasons for me man i can go
1: i can go a year and not write anything Mm -hmm. and a lot of times the writing for me comes in it's not like some people say, man, you should force yourself to sit at the piano every day and write something. To me, like that doesn't work for me. Yeah, you know, it's really s- silly. To <laughs> when I do it, it nothing nothing of worth comes out of that. That's just doesn't feel uh, compelling. It just feels like it feels like an exercise. Yeah, um, for me, a lot of times, you know, I I watch a lot of anime and I watch a lot of, you know. Uh, and I play a lot of games, so my writing actually is influenced, and and and
0: the the times to write comes from that. Like from when you're when you've gotten enough time being you, you're like ah, I could write some stuff now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I- there's some like there's a song,
1: some songs that I've written where like you're you're watching a scene from like a a drama and they're playing music, but your head is playing something completely different. Mm-hmm. Oh. And that becomes, you know what I mean? That becomes like you're hearing a song and you're like, oh, wow, this is like your 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 brain is playing the soundtrack to that particular scene. And then I'm just like, oh, it's not. I mean, I literally like one of the, I think one of the songs that I'm most proud of happened like that. I just sat down and like wrote it out as I'm watching this scene and just write, wrote it out, and it was done. I was like, okay,
0: that's it. it was <laughs> like, ah, literally just so, it like, for you, it's more like a, a inspiration and then, like, not instantaneous, but, like, a, a thing that happens when it happens. You don't force it at all. Y- yes, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I, I feel like I, I'm kind of—I'm not the opposite. Uh, I don't sit down every day to write, but I have, like, scheduled times where I'm, like, write now um so like and that's the only only time that uh, i try and get it done and like the only time that it it does become like spontaneous and instantaneous is when i'm like out and about and experiencing something or like i'm singing something to myself like oh this would be a good tune and then i record it but then i don't like stop at the moment to write it down like if i'm i'm not gonna i don't stop watching a thing to and i'm also not inspired like that by the things that i'm watching so that's an interesting. Like phenomenon to happen while you're yeah. like watching and you experiencing. Does it happen when you read? Sometimes. Oh, that'd be so cool. Like thing, things,
1: things, and other things inspire my me to write. It's not like it's not always music for me. Sometimes it's you know story. A lot
0: of times it's stories. You know. Yeah. Because I the the one there's this one uh, suite that Chris has wrote called the oh my gosh the Demon Flower Suite right. Uh, Love Demon. Love, Love Demon, cool. dang it. The yeah. Love Demon. Song cycle, yeah. The, yeah, Love Demon song cycle. And can you tell the listeners about the Love Demon song cycle? Yeah, so
1: I uh, took a collection of songs, I think seven songs that I wrote, uh, kind of depicting seven important moments in uh, the Naruto character Gara of the sand, uh, of Gara's life. And the yeah, the music was inspired by watching his story develop. Basically, you know,
0: man, yeah, Sugara is not like one of the characters. Well, he's one of the characters that a lot of people love. If you don't watch uh, anime, I'm sorry, listener. Uh, oh yeah, gonna it's gonna about to go nerdy, right. yeah, we're, we're about to go. We're, <laughs> we're gonna talk about some stuff right now. But like, he's one of the uh, <laughs> characters that, like, when he is introduced. I did not like him. I thought he did not. I thought he was going to be, like, there and gone. Because it was he was, like, one of the early, like, because he was introduced during the tuning exams, right? Yep. Yeah, so, like, you're like, ah, oh, this guy, he's just a jerk for the tuning exams. Mm-hmm. And then Naruto's going to, and it's, like, one of Naruto's early, like, oh, believe it, we're going to be friends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and stuff. And I'm like, oh, okay. And we'll never see him again. And oh. kind of... <laughs> It's not that we don't, because uh, he doesn't. Does he not come back to uh, Shippuden until the time gap?
1: Uh, there might be one time before the time
0: gap. Yeah, then he comes and then, back briefly. And he's so big in the second portion of it. Yeah, yeah. I was like watching the 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 is it the fourth Shinobi World War? Um, um uh, I was like, man, this guy is a friggin' general. Yeah, like, he's just like there and like talking about all the lessons that Naruto and his family and blah, blah, blah helped uh, him learn. I was yeah. like, uh, but I did not watch, I don't remember. I thought I had watched Naruto like all the way through and mm-hmm. I didn't because I was yeah. watching for the first time this past summer. And I was like, oh man, no wonder Chris likes him so much. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, I, I like him because he's like the perfect kind of monolith, uh, like kind of like uh, what happens when you try to raise someone in a monolith. Yeah you know, you tell them all these lies Mm -hmm. to make them a certain way. And then they explore the world and realize they've been lied to, (laughs) you know, (laughs) like their whole lives. And that that, that there's something not right. And then, you know, that comes full head when he's facing his father, Rasa. Yeah, the reincarnated version of his dad, yeah. Yeah, he's like, oh yeah, like, by the way, son, I lied to you about everything, (laughs) you know. (laughs) like your mom did love you crazy (laughs) (laughs) wild oh man it's so deep yeah so deep and i feel like so many people suffer from that i mean i i did and i'm i'm sure like everyone has moments where it's like yeah someone was trying to tell me this thing and it turned out to not be true yeah you know um yeah, you, I mean, you could apply that to anything. You can apply it to, yeah, anything that a human is going through right now. It's, there's, we don't even need to get into the details. We can do that off camera,
0: but <laughs> was a bo- There was you a book know. I was reading that was like that. It was like, uh, it was called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a F Word. The only swear word we don't say on Extra Musical. <laughs> oh, really? We don't say that word? We try not to. Yeah, yeah. Okay. If we do, I just like add a bleep. <laughs> <laughs> it Hasn't happened yet. But, right. but, uh, I'll but, try not um, to be the first. This right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, uh, by Mark. It's a book by Mark Manson, and like I think the first chat, I thought it was going to be kind of like throwaway thoughts and just mm-hmm. like interesting, kind of like buzzwordy stuff. But it was like really challenging, and I I really liked the book after I uh, had read it. In the first chapter, um, Mark writes. So, like, 400 years ago, here's a lot of stuff people knew to be true. Mm A hundred years ago, here's a lot of stuff that people knew to be true. And it's, like, the same categories of stuff. And then it's, like, here's what we know to be true now. Do you notice that they were wrong in the past? And we could be wrong now. And we don't (laughs) know. So, like, you should assume that you're wrong a lot of the time, <laughs> and that like the information given to you, even if it's by people you love, is not correct all the time. <laughs> I'm like, mm-hmm. oh man, that's that's heavy. I don't I don't, I don't like that uh, because I feel like we grow up in these uh, environments where we're like, yeah, they told me it, so it must. Or you meet and you meet people who are really strong in their convictions, and they're like, someone told me this, so it must be true. And it's like, oh, I don't know, man. We can be wrong too. Like right, we can be right. right, and we can be wrong, and it could be like shades of gray. So that whole Gara, like learning at the uh, from his father is like, oh, your whole life has been based off of a lie. I built yeah. you into a weapon because I lied to you. <laughs> yes, it's it's really messed up.
1: You think about like how many people? I bet you you can think of people you know right now. Yeah, that are raised like that. Hmm. And they don't, they can't see it or, or have seen, or they, they realized it and they're like dealing with the trauma of realizing they've been lied to. I and mean, even ourselves. therapy and us. stuff like that.
0: Yeah. I mean like one you of know. the things that we learn through therapy and, uh, is that we are not always our most reliable narrator for us, our, our memory. Right. Like, like almost never, almost right? always wrong. Yeah. yeah. We <laughs> literally experience things from our perspective And so does everyone else in our life. Mm -hmm. And, like, what we think we saw and what happened might be an amalgamation of seven different people's perspectives Mm -hmm. that were all in the same room at once. And, like, everyone's going to walk away and tell a completely different story or a a slightly different story. And where's the truth lie? So, like, if we base all of our thoughts and ideas only on our perspective of things. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I can definitely think of people who are like, well, that's not my perspective. And you're like, okay, well... you're not the center of the world, and oh, yeah. not, so maybe we should uh take a seat. Yeah, right, right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like I I looked it up on the internet and it told me that, and that was my that's now my perspective. And you're like, oh, well, maybe we should calm down a little bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. Take, take, mm-hmm. <laughs> we're yeah. really off the topic. Of- <laughs> <laughs> So we did we did talk about like some things that uh give you inspiration and like um what your um creative process looks like cuz your creative process um in terms of writing is very very spontaneous um do you does that like feed into your how do you feel like that feeds into the way you practice uh saxophone like um it doesn't seem like it's as spontaneous and it seems like it happens way more often uh Yeah,
1: practicing, I mean, it sucks because, like, I was, when I was in my early 20s, I,
0: I, actually, from, like, I'd say from 20, sorry, sorry, my, uh... My uh heater did a noise and I know that I thought it they, I thought I heard yeah, something it was funny. Like, Okay, yeah, anyways, yeah my, It happens in the wintertime and that's yes. about it. Okay, keep going. So when you were in your early twenties. When I was in my early twenties, I was really, really, really
1: like I mean for span I say ten years shedding the hardest I think I'd ever shed it in my life. Like, you know, eight eight hours a day. You know, p- playing in every ensemble I can get my hands on, and, and it was a very practical approach. You know, you work on your scales, you play through your etudes so Doctor Humble don't kill you. Yeah, you know, you make sure your solo rep is together so so you don't get cussed out. You work on the jazz stuff. You know, transcribe and you do all that stuff. Like so, so it was it was a lot, but but I'd say in the last seven years, man, it's that's been getting less and less and less and less and I mean, it's really hard to get the horn on my face every day but when I do, it's mostly I'm not even like working on, I'll, I'll like learn tunes but I'll do it like mostly from listening and like playing mm. it on piano Yeah But most of my practice is just like uh, really, really learning all of my modes really well and like practicing them in different interval sets and you know really trying to see how well I hear those sounds and can move in, in these, in the keys and in the modes the right way. Like it's mostly just
0: uh, practicing cycles. Yeah. If that makes sense. No, it does make sense. Uh, It's just like, what is everyone has like a slightly different approach to Mm -hmm. how they, or, or, to what they prioritize when they're practicing and how they approach practicing. So, Mm -hmm. and it makes sense that like you had a, a a portion of your early life where it was like, go ham all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's like, it's, I don't know. Like, I don't know anyone who maintains that for, uh, for their entire life. Mm -hmm. So far when I talk to people, they always say like a similar thing to what you just said. It's like, I had a a portion of my life where I practiced really hard. And then, or not really hard, but really long hours. Mm -hmm. And then um, I changed it around so I have this like smaller time, but I know exactly what I'm going to practice. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. It's much more efficient now. Even if I if I practice like twenty year old Chris would need six hours to get the stuff that I practice for two hours done. Yeah, you know, like now, like I'm I'm pretty efficient. Uh, And I know, like, when it's, like, I'm working something out and it's not going to go well, there's always a portion of my practice where I am pushing myself to do something I know I can't do. Yeah, right. And it sounds awful. Like, I'm sure, like, people are, like, outside, like, this is the catch-all got to play jazz. (laughs) Like, I'm sure that (laughs) happens at some point. But it's, like, I'm really trying to, like, get myself quicker because the thing I don't... The thing I want to be able to do when I'm improvising is i want to have zero thoughts and i want to have zero doubts like i want to step when i stand up i'm like i'm the shit excuse my speech yeah. no like period probably. but but that's like that's it like uh, you know this is going to go well i know right it because i've seen it you know alter instinct goku <laughs> you know
0: what I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah you know going super all- saying on the thing yeah all that so, so like I, I feel like that <laughs> makes sense though Cause I I don't know when I talk to students all the time and it's like all right show me how you practice this and they're like okay and they're always they like especially if it's like written rep they like start from the beginning every time and they play through like the same first eight measures those, these will be like my my fifteen year old fourteen year old sixteen year old students and they like get frustrated and they're like okay I got to the portion that I don't like I'm like okay so what would you do at this point it's like oh, I might start back at the beginning I'm like whoa 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 <laughs> <you> whoa <know? laughs> we can't keep playing the stuff that we know we can play and that makes us feel nice about playing. We got to like practice the stuff that's, that sucks mm-hmm. that makes to make it better so that you stop thinking about it ever. Yeah. And the next time you see something similar to it, you're like, ah, I got it. Mm-hmm. But then like in an improv way, it's kind of like, I feel like it's like you're hitting the gym and you're working on all these like micro muscles versus yes. like always doing bench press you know like right yeah yeah I know because you're you're a power lifter so I know like you
1: you see probably you get up and, then, and you're doing your thing and you know you, you you're super efficient you're making it happen and you see some cat who's like on the bench and he's just like
0: oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah you're like you, you can't. <laughs> That's, not, That's it. not it. That's, That's not, not it. it, my man. <laughs> you go, you go, you go. Rupture something, man. Get hurty right. if or, it, or, if or it takes that much effort something. to do the thing that you're doing, <laughs> maybe you should pare it down. Yeah, and do it like you can't. Like it's it's great to challenge yourself musically, physically intellectually and you should be constantly challenging yourself but what we don't do is put on the most insurmountable challenge and then be disappointed that like (laughs) we didn't do it it's like how does that how does that even make sense it didn't go well of course it didn't go well bro (laughs) what are you doing (laughs) man I can't play giant steps right well have you just focused on the first two measures no oh okay well Well, maybe Maybe let's just do that first Because, like, you know, that's the, those are the quickest changes there Oh, oh, oh okay
1: <laughs> Yes, absolutely Yeah, yeah We'll be running to that the-
0: What's your biggest like with staying creative and staying productive what's like a challenge that you kind of face when you're looking at that and uh, how do you like tackle it um i think the, my
1: biggest challenge has always been it actually has nothing to do with music there's not many things that i like if i'm if i prepare myself there's not many things i can't do musically I feel I feel pretty fairly confident in my ability as a musician. My thing is always organization. And like it's that and Mm. that's the challenge to me is because I'm because I am a cloud person. I I like to like flow. I like to be in space. I like to act completely autonomous. Yeah. You know, like I have a I have a partner and a kid and she does not understand why I say sometimes I need. I I can't be around anyone for yeah. these this amount of time. And I mean this is like I so was are you practicing it's like no, what are you doing? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but I need this time Chilling. by myself. Yeah. To, you know, just to do whatever. And I have to like I have to like work on compartmentalizing everything in my life like that. Because if if I was left to my own devices, I would just float away. Like my head would just, I would just go <laughs> off. That's my biggest problem is organization and, uh, you know, staying on top of things, you know, coming back to the earth. Cause some, sometimes I'm gone and I'm just,
0: I'm not even here. I mean, I'm here, but right. I like to float away a lot. Oh man. You know? Yeah. So that's interesting. I, like, I don't know i we've i feel like we just had this conversation I, I that's I make schedules in in my sleep, you know, like I wake up and'm like, all right, how am I structuring my entire day? so like I don't know what that's that what is that's my, like i'm learning
1: i'm learning I'm relearning how to like be an adult. to
0: be fair, what I I discuss on a a maybe monthly basis with different friends and my family pressures me, uh, not pressures me. They're like, hey, did you take any time for yourself? What are you doing? So it's just like it's uh, my challenge is not filling my entire day with things Mm -hmm. and then going to like having the time to be a person, having the time to have extra musical or extra business (laughs) thoughts that aren't. Like related to, sure, yeah. So, so yeah, it's interesting that like we're. I feel like we're on the two opposite sides of the spectrum. Like, what if you? I feel like if you were left to your devices, you'd probably watch anime and play video games. And all, I, yeah, all day. <laughs> if all day, I, I I have to
1: tell my like I have to set a timer to not do that.
0: And it's crazy because I feel like if I someone, mean? yeah, if someone uh, like didn't know you and then watch you like play, they'd be like, man, this m- guy must. So it's just like getting to this, 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 the musical result, but like having a completely different process. And it's like, it, yeah, it's the only way. <laughs> I mean, now don't get it twisted. It's not like I don't. I still do too much. Yeah,
1: you you do, Yeah, stuff. we were
0: talking about your schedule before we started, and I was like, oh, busy schedule. Yeah, it's it's a lot so, like you know,
1: I think what I'm realizing is that it's the the time that I need to take to myself maybe is playing less in and in, in being a part of the community in a different way as opposed to like you can catch Chris playing you know this week, I think I'm playing f- three or four times this week, yeah, that's like too much if I want to do my own projects and like that that aren't my own projects. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, it's I mean, other like, stuff, so like a lot of like, side man stuff. Yeah, so it's like maybe it's time to like even take more steps back from that, so I can like really work on myself, mm-hmm. uh, really work on myself uh, in a, in a professional way, so that I'm I'm just better. You know, yeah. I don't feel the best. I don't. I feel confident in my ability, but
0: I don't feel the that I'm even the b- close to the best that I could be. And maybe yeah. I should take time to do that. The reflection that you have on that, I mean, like, I'd I'd much rather hear a a colleague or a friend say, I don't think I'm performing to the best of my ability professionally, musically, uh, interpersonally, than say, oh, no, I'm running all four cylinders, bro, like, and then never, like, reflect on how they do things. So, like, reflecting and saying, ah, there are some things I could do better and I should reevaluate my time. That's a healthy thought. That's a good thought. I feel like it's yeah. I feel like that's everyone in their life should do that. Every five years, you should be
1: reinventing yourself. You know, yeah, becoming something different. If you're not doing that, then
0: oh, that that fits into my five to ten to fifteen year plan I had for myself. Uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. Chris, I,
0: I have a I have a, 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 a like a note on my notes app that has my like goals. And I can mark them off as they happen. And I have like one for five years or one for the year. Every year I change it on January 1st. And then I had one for five years from when I started it in 2021 and one for 10 years for like 2031. And I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. And I reevaluate it. But it just seems like it's, I agree that like we should always be like looking to grow. But after COVID, I was like, do I even have control over this? I can try my best. Everyone thought they were doing something in twenty twenty and that is, and that changed. So we have to Yeah, yeah it's like reevaluate and want to, to be better, but also know that you can control very little things in your life. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean you're not in control. No. You know, we're not really. I mean if a comet if a comet comes and strikes Earth, we're toast. Yeah. There's nothing I could do about it. I mean, if I was Iron
0: Man, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, right. If I'm a superhero, maybe. If I'm Goku, you know, I can I can do something about something. But yeah. but but we know they, they okay. don't exist. So <laughs> we're all screwed unfortunately. If that happens. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, I keep the, the there's this one movie, Don't Look Up. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a great movie. Great movie. When I was watching that, I was like, I don't like this. This gives me anxiety. <laughs> Cause like this is exactly what would happen. Adam McKay, why would you do this to me? Like I don't want to mm. I don't want to watch this. Like, yeah. this is exactly what happened. And the end. All right.
1: Yep. We did it. That's and the billionaires are all, like, cryogenically
0: freezing themselves yep. and flying to another planet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. at least Meryl Streep got what was coming to her. <laughs> if you haven't seen Don't Look Up, I'm so sorry. Well, you know, still see it. Just know that it's pretty hilarious it is for it is it is pretty hilarious dark. i wanted to is was, was tyler perry one of the anchors in I the think thing? So. i wanted mm-hmm. to punch him the whole time i was just like i'm gonna fight tyler perry i'm gonna fight <laughs> uh i can't remember her name she played hella in thing in thor ragnarok Kate blanchett like i'm gonna fight these anchors uh it was, really, it was so yeah it was so out it was a good movie yeah well, oh, gosh. Um, uh, I, I look at my questions, like, each time I look at the sheet, I'm like, we're so, I, it's the podcast where we talk about music and everything else, but, like, sometimes we get everything else. Yeah, you get <laughs> everything else, yes. Right? What's, um, what's one thing about your artistic life that you didn't expect when you were, like, ah, math or music at 17 and then went to music? What is What's something that you see now that you didn't expect when you were 17? Uh, to teach at college, I I
1: went to school for music ed. That's what I went to school for. Um, I left with a performance degree, <laughs> partially because I I think I think maybe the people in charge of the program didn't think I would be a good teacher, so they they, <laughs> they, they recommended that I change my degree. You know, was oh, okay. like, Yeah, you, this probably isn't for you. So I changed my major and uh, got a master's. And saxophone performance, and found myself teaching at Kent State University under under uh, Bobby Salvaggio, and that, and I mean, honestly, man, he, you know, he it really saved my life. I think in in some ways because it allowed me the ability to kind of start to deal with uh, the more professional, like artist side of things, and think it, dreaming big, and like. Swinging for the fences, and yeah. you know that that time at my time at Kent State really helped me uh, realize some things about myself that I think I didn't know I had in me. You know, like being being a good college teacher. Like I think I can do this. Um, I I got a long way to go, but I I feel like I'm I'm better at it now than than I was then, and and I've gotten good results. Yeah. Um, I didn't think, yeah, I didn't think I would teach college. I mm. thought I would teach at the high school level and, and just be in Cleveland teaching. That's what I thought I would be
0: doing. When you were 17? You know? Yeah. Oh, man. And now, so you've taught at, like, Kent State, Oberlin, and uh, he he was recently hired as a full-time professor at the University of Akron. He was yeah, promoted yeah. to full-time. You were already working there, but, like, promoted yeah. to full-time mm-hmm. professor. Yeah. That, I mean, that's kind of wild that if, like... You didn't think it was gonna—that wasn't on your plan at all—and now it's like your job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It's really cool, but it—but it—it it allows me to do certain things artistically that I didn't, that I wouldn't have been able to do as a teacher. Yeah, because you know, like if you're a high school teacher, man, it's that's it's brutal and it's very thankless. But but they're they're literally the people that keep the schools of music around the nation going right yeah <laughs> you're a high
0: school band director so you know buy that person a drink the next time <laughs> i, I see uh, so uh for the listeners i'm a choir teacher at the high at the high school level and uh that's already hard enough and then sometimes i think of the the teachers uh, instrumentally and vocally and or uh, that have like the extra ensembles after school whether it's like show choir or marching band or indoor percussion or, or indoor guard and they just like mm-hmm. they do it and they go for it and it's just mm-hmm. like so many hours after school and all that and like building and uh, maintaining large programs it's mm-hmm. like sometimes really daunting as a thought especially in places like ohio and pennsylvania where it's not uh, a county system where it's like district by district so it really is like just you doing the thing where i live it's by county so like i have my school i have like the kids at my school but i have a lot of colleagues that are like really helpful and um we all like collaborate with each other for things and that's not necessarily how it happens everywhere yeah yeah yeah
1: it's 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 intense man you know a lot of people don't they don't understand how hard that is you know um, and, and, you know, some people, some people do it like, you know, like, uh, one of the, the best, I think at, at least in this area is Mark Malden, man. I don't know if mm-hmm. you know Mark Malden. I don't. He's the band director at, uh, Solon
0: okay. High School. I've heard of that school. Yeah.
1: Um, and I mean, it's a great school district and he crushes it and then like picks up the trombone and plays with a sound you've never heard before. Like the most beautiful, oh. like full fat trombone sound like he's a really incredible musician um and and to think although like for years man he would be teaching and then he'd be flying to DC to play with the Kennedy uh at the Kennedy Center for like their operas and their their orchestras and like yeah yeah oh, he, was that du- he was that dude <laughs> oh man as a high school band director you know what I mean like yeah it's so yeah i mean like he's he's incredible you know i, I wanted to be that dude that was the you're, type
0: of person i wanted to be you're still doing that but like at the post-secondary level yeah yeah, yeah it's like the one thing that i do like about the post-secondary environment is that they encourage their professors like that's your scholarship mm-hmm. you know to 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 be a performer as well like, yeah. but at the high school level, they don't—they don't care. <laughs> yeah, they're like, yeah, no, you teach here, all right. The stop trying to go places and do stuff. Right. you can't right. do that. Right. right. So it's cool that it was, what was his name Mark? Mark Malden. Mark Malden. That—that's—that's yeah. that's cool. Like my yeah. my high school teachers, I love them to death. Um, I don't I don't remember listening to them play or like yeah. watching them sing. Like that's yeah. not something I remember them doing yeah. actively. Yeah, no, he he was absolutely he's he is absolutely amazing,
1: man, absolutely amazing. And there's a lot of people like that around here, that were like really great players, but also great teachers. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, including yeah. Chris Cole's. You know, I I try. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Of advice you'd give to someone like starting their musical or artistic journey, uh, that you would give to like your 18 year old self? Uh, I mean, I would just
1: I like I try to tell like students, like, you know, the you must be flexible, mm. you know, you got to be flexible and you got to understand like everything will go the way you think it's going to go but if you're adaptable you can thrive in many different situations um so be flexible uh you have to be willing to give up some things now so that you can you can thrive later so like sacrifice is a part of that yeah. um i remember you know being an undergraduate and like you know playing football my freshman year like just playing you know all the intermeal sports and stuff like that and I I busted my mouth like someone elbowed me in the face. So my and my lip was all all you know effed up. And uh Umbo was like, yeah, you can't do that anymore. You know? Yeah. And so I, you know, I stopped doing that stuff. I stopped hanging out, uh just hanging around all the time and I, you know, really got, took it, started to take it serious. It doesn't mean that I didn't, I mean I work hard and I play I played hard. Like I would get home one o'clock, you know, from shedding, and, like, people be, like, playing Madden. Because, you know, that was, like, the thing to do in, in undergrad was play Madden. Madden. Play Madden. So was like, man. So, like, you know, Madden, you know, everybody playing Madden, like, everybody talking their shit and stuff. Like, yeah, man, you, you trying to play? You t- You too tired to play? I was like, no, nah, man, I'll go ahead and trim you real quick and then then get this nap. <laughs> so I can go to class in the morning. <laughs> you know, stay up till, you know, 4 or 5 in the morning playing video games with with my friends and stuff. I, so I still did that, but I just, you know, I gave up a lot of social activity so that I could play because I wanted to play. Like, it, right. I, that had to be a part, that has to be a part of my life. Like, I have to be able to play. So I was like, well, I mean, I just won't be the cool kid, you know, yeah. at all the parties and stuff like that. I'll, you know, catch them when I can. Yeah.
0: So... You know, it's s- like finding the balance that works for you, the flexibility that works for you. It's not like saying cut out everything, but you do have to cut out things sometimes. It's not like yeah. you can't spend yeah. You're not a yeah. marketing major, you know. Right. Yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> Your friends <laughs> be like, Oh man, yeah, I had my two classes today and uh did my homework and now I'm gonna blah 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 for however long. It's like mm-hmm. not nah, my homework's lifelong, bro. Well, I gotta, yeah. gotta keep this exactly. going. Exactly.
1: Yeah man that you know I mean I know you know cuz you know you you good at what you do it is but that's what I would tell my students It's like be flex be flexible and be okay with not hanging all the time yeah you know it's it's okay to not have a quote unquote life cuz you're going to have a life I mean I hang a lot now yeah <laughs> you know because I can <laughs> you know like I can do it I I put in my time you know, and I'm still putting in time, believe it or not, you know, like, right. I'm still paying my
0: dues. Like, that, I don't even think that stops, you know? No. Um, it's like a continual so, process of of learning and practicing and putting in time. And But, like, there is a time in your life, especially as a young musician, where you are going to be in the most concentrated area of people trying to do the same thing. And you yeah. could not take that for granted. Yeah. Yeah. You can't. It Gets hard okay. after that, yeah. It yeah. way Yeah, it gets way harder because time
1: because life happens. You know, right. if you Have kids and you know you get married and stuff like that. People ain't gonna. People ain't trying to. Uh, they're not gonna wait to wait for you to figure it out. <laughs> you, yeah, you got. You got to know. You got to kind of know. You know. So. Did you say that you had a kid? No, I don't.
0: Oh, I thought you said you had a kid earlier. I was like,
1: I didn't know. No, just had a kid. my my partner has a kid. Oh, okay, I,
0: got
1: it. Yeah, yeah. I, I am. I'm just a role model, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you know? It's like, hey, maybe you shouldn't do that to your mom. You know, like it's I'm that dude. Like I, yeah. You know. <laughs> but,
0: <laughs> I'm that dude. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I thought you had, like, a, a, a child. I was like, I don't remember ever knowing this. No.
1: No, I've i I've, I've uh,
0: avoided that like the plague. Me too. All <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. There was this one time where we thought that we had, like, a scare for, like, real quick. And I was mm-hmm. just so mad because it was, like, we, I think we were 28. We had this mm-hmm. house. And... You know, no one would be upset about it. You know, like, right. I would be like, yay. And I'm mad because I'm like, no, what do you mean? No, not yay. Right. right. But, but then Cal came out of the bathroom. She was like, oh, no, we're not pregnant. I'm like, oh, thank God. Yeah. I, <laughs> well, yeah, like, when you're,
1: you're, it just makes me think of that, like, the office thing when, when, uh, Michael
0: Scott's like, no, God, no, no! yeah, 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 no." No! <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel. It's, it's like, like priorities means... <laughs> change so so drastically. I've seen all I have like, I don't know, I think every single one of our uh friend couples um had at least one baby in the past like two years, especially since the pandemic, right? So mm-hmm. like in late 2020 to early 2020, or like in the past to the past year, babies, right? And like mm-hmm. you see, the um, everyone's priorities change, and it's not a, a negative thing for them, and it's not a, a negative thing for us. It's just a different thing. Like mm-hmm. they they have this light of their life that they love so much that like they become different people. It's a different stage of their life, and you're just like, nah, man, I don't want that right now. <laughs> uh, right? Maybe not ever, but like <laughs> I, don't, I don't I don't want that because if you're doing if you're doing it right, things change, and, yeah. pri- and it gets harder to do other things right Thanks. like so and if you're doing it right things change if you're like oh nothing's changed in my life i'm still bit bopping and whopping you're probably <laughs> neglecting your child <laughs> you're, probably not, you're probably not doing anything wrong. the dude who goes to work still till like 7 p.m leaves yeah. for the city is like oh no everything's fine in my life my wife just had a child and everything's cool it's like yeah, yeah you're being neglected <laughs> yeah you you change your diaper yet man yeah right right Oh. Why, why Johnny ain't got no milk? Because <laughs> you didn't bring it to him, sir. Right. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So uh, earlier, uh, we, we had uh, made a joke about the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl is happening today. We're recording this on Super Bowl Sunday, like four hours before the game is the time Ooh. right now. But uh, like, what, what are your like top sports that you go to? Because I've seen you at, um, I'm trying to remember, the, they're not the Commanders, the Guardians. I've seen you at the Guardians games mm-hmm. before. What, what's your, like, sports? Man, I really
1: love, with a passion, the Cleveland Browns. Yeah? And I know uh, they're going uh, through it right uh, now. Uh, <laughs> 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 it's, t- it's, it's tough. It's tough. It's tough, but that's my team. That's oh. it. And it's not even, it's, it has nothing to do with, like, what's happening now. You know, it's like, um, you know, I don't tell many people this, but, you know, my, like, my dad loved the Browns. Mm. And a few days before he died, we watched the Browns. And they I think they won. It was against the Saints. Mm. I think we watched them win, win that game. I, maybe, maybe that was the week before. I, I can't remember. But it was like, yeah, a few days. It was that Sunday. And Wednesday, he was dead. And that was, the last, that was, like, my last, like, serious kind of interaction with him. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and, and it was a kind of coming-of-age moment because I was just becoming a man. Like, I was, like, becoming a young man. And I'm sitting there with my dad who didn't drink or do any of that stuff, and we're watching this game together, and they're sucking so bad, but we're enjoying the time that we get a chance to do this as a family one last time, you know? And, and you know, my mom – actually, my mom was getting surgery for to have a tumor removed, so she wasn't even home. Oh, know? my gosh. And my – you know, we watched that game, and my dad said he was going to – it was a Wednesday. He said he was going to be right back, and he never came home, you know? So oh. I was like, yeah, the Browns is like forever. That's my team.
0: You know oh. what I'm saying? Oh, you know? Is, yeah yeah so, that's so that's real special it's like yeah. it's not even it's not even just sports at that time anymore yeah. it is yeah. but it's not you know like yeah oh all right <laughs> well <laughs> like, let's try not to cry on this episode of Extra oh, that's just like real so i mean like i feel that way i'm a, i associate when i watch the cedars with my with my grandparents yeah. Uh, my, my grandparents really loved the Steelers. My My grandpa really loved football. He loved, he loved our local football team, like our Rochester, Pennsylvania mm-hmm. high school football team. Like, he would yeah. still, we had since graduated, and he would still talk about stats and stuff. And yeah. I'm just like, man. But, like, I think I associate different things, like, with our relationship. But, mm-hmm. like, if my brother was having this conversation with you, I think he would say, like, he would say, like, the same type of thing Mm -hmm. to you about, um, yeah, yeah, man. It's just, uh, and I feel plenty of other people have to, like, resonate with that, where there's, like, when I watch this, I'm I'm with my family, you know, even when I'm not. Yeah, and I
1: mean, I get it. Like, you know, people say, uh, you know, like, oh, man, you shouldn't, you know, you shouldn't watch the NFL or you shouldn't watch the Browns because of X, Y, and Z. It's like, look, man, like, I you know you you get to like the history of this whole thing and you you start to really dig it dig it like really think about it. It's like there are people like that have been that have done awful things and like have redeemed themselves uh tenfold you know i think like somebody mm-hmm. like jim brown Jim brown was not always uh he wasn't the nicest dude you know who's <laughs> jim so, brown uh, oh jim brown is you no you're are you kidding no. Jim Brown is the greatest football player in the history of sports. Bruh. Yeah, I was like, I don't know who yeah, Jim no, Brown is. Yeah. Played for the Browns. He's like, they, they consider him like the greatest running back of all time. But like one of the great football players. Mm-hmm. If if most people's top three, he's in the top three. Okay. You know, of, of great football players. Played for the Browns and played during those years that the Browns won all the champion like a bunch of championships before it became the Super Bowl. Okay. Um. But you know he was a he was a womanizer and you know kind of a rough dude. He was a rough dude, but he's he was he's not like that now. Yeah, you know I mean people grow and I think that's like something that's like really lost on today's society. It's like if you ain't perfect, yeah, you know what I mean. And 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 I look at some people that like are talking like that and I'm just like, dude, I just watched you last week do some real messed up stuff. Yeah, like yeah. I, I know like. Come on, bro. Like we all we all fall short, man. All of yeah. us fall short, and but we're missing a lot of grace in this um, in this day and age. I think like there's not a lot of that present. Now, I'm not saying like you have to be okay with anything, right? Have, yeah, that's like, not what I'm saying. I'm just saying like people are human.
0: <laughs> you know? people are human, and if we have if, if we're trying to rehabilitate relationships, we have to allow for the. The space yes. for it to happen. I get real yes. mad. I get real like uh, I, I don't understand the way we treat uh, people who have been convicted of crimes before. Yeah, because I feel the same way about like that. Like, mm-hmm. you you watch people, because like, well, we know why it happens, so they right. can have more people in the prison. Uh, and if you don't like it, don't ever listen to that extra school again. Like, I don't care. Uh, but like, you, we know what happens. Like, people, mm-hmm. they, they have these people, they've been convicted of a crime, and our our whole goal is not to be, um. Like reformative, yeah. like our whole goal is like to get them in the jail, have them do the labor, get out of jail, get back in jail because they have no other options because we refuse to give them like why do we even remove their the thing that that drives me crazy is like oh okay why can't why can't people with felonies vote like makes yeah. it, it ha- makes no sense like we we disenfranchise people from society as a lifelong punishment. And then we're like, oh, why will not they just get their lives yeah. together? It was like well, we don't allow them to. Yeah, we don't allow them to, and and we only do it to poor people.
1: Yeah, right. You know, like there is plenty of like people that like are felons that are like white white collar felons that they don't lose their rights, they don't
0: lose anything. Yeah, yeah. I I saw uh, I you can't know? remember where I read it, but uh, it was just like a statement. It's like if the punishment for a crime is money based then everything is legal if you're rich i was like yeah oh my gosh i was like oh yeah yeah that's that sounds that that's crazy to think about but if you're if you have the capital you can do whatever you want oh okay it's a fine here you go yeah yeah i did the thing pay the fine life goes on it's yeah it's
1: weird man it's really weird yeah, but I, uh, yeah, like yeah, I yeah. said, man, I, two fives, two fives. <laughs> I just play the saxophone. Ani- anime, two fives,
0: <laughs> and, and the occasional the occasional sip of bourbon. We were talking That's about this before the, the podcast started, <laughs> he was like, <laughs> "But I just play the saxophone. What, am I? <laughs> I mean, what do I know? Hey, you know? Sh- dude, shut up and play know the saxophone, about the human you know. Right? Yeah. <laughs> what are we humans?" <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know how, I don't know how we, we solve it. So I'm just going to play this saxophone, you know, mm-hmm. like, uh, yes, so, um, there are, you have some, you have some music out that people can check out Um, that might be playing during the breaks. So I don't know. Cause I haven't edited this episode yet because uh, it's happening now, uh, <laughs> but uh, where can <laughs> listeners like find you uh, online if they're looking for you and uh, stuff? Um well I have mm. I do have
1: uh, I have a bunch of records that I'm on. Yeah. Um I'm on uh this this year a good friend of ours, uh Dan Bruce just released uh Time to Mind the Mystics. Yeah. Um I'm on that record. Uh a good friend of mine, uh Austin James Craig. It's a country like Americana country singer. Uh-huh. I'm on his his last two records. You can catch oh, cool. me on some, on some country stuff. It's, it's cool. It's, it's a fun, That was actually a fun recording session. Um, and then my own group, Gleam, we released a record in 2020 that I recorded in 2016. Mm. <laughs> it took me four years to like figure, yeah, because yeah, organization. Organization, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but that's on Bandcamp under Chris Coles' Gleam. You can check that, check that out. And it, I think that's like pay whatever you want. So like, I mean, it's open, but I think the suggested amount is like a dollar or something, $5, I can't remember, but whatever. Um, and then there's a couple of records in a, from a band uh, that uh, I recorded with. It was, you know, we were a group, this group called Blue Light.
0: Yeah, I forgot about the Blue Light
1: records. Yeah, I have those. Yeah. Blue Light Home, and then just Blue Light. And then there's there's another one called Tunnels.
0: Tunnels, there we go.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So you can check those out on Spotify. Uh, We were just talking about that earlier, but... Yeah, Spotify. Yeah,
0: Yeah. (laughs) you can check that out on Spotify. Um, Yeah, so I'm around. You're around. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah. This episode is actually going to come out... Either the week before, or the week after, um, Hidden Cinema Records' Hidden Cinema Records' first single drops, and you're on it. It's um, it's a uh, Tectonic. We're releasing Tectonic Shift as a single, and you and Dan Bruce, uh, Speak of the Devil, are uh, the two soloists on that single. Man, that record was so much fun. That was, like recording, fun. I, that I, was fun. That was fun. That was fun. I ah oh, man, I sometimes I just miss like being able to do it. like my summers are the are. I love my students. You guys are great if you were listening to this uh, cuz i know some of them were like i listen to your podcast i'm like oh great make sure i don't say anything unredeemable. but like the <laughs> summers band i just feel like those are the musically i'm i'm go we're doing it it's music mm-hmm. we're we're making it like daily yeah. yeah so i'm looking forward uh to that but um chris uh also you have the uh, nine lives recording project that you yeah. that you uh released uh, how, is there any way to buy that? I got well, that directly from you.
1: Yeah, currently I, I have a few more like physical copies. I only mm-hmm. did a hundred because I wanted to just get it to like s- my friends and then like constituents that donated and then I, I think we sold, we sold we sold most of them. I think I have like a few of those left but I'm working on like a digital version of that. Okay. To release uh it's it's just taking me forever cuz i'm it's just me doing it so yeah um but i'm hoping that that's coming out hopefully this year
0: Okay. well you know. we'll looking we'll look out for that uh here at extra musical i'll definitely uh share any information about that once i see that pop up that's a great recording project um yeah so i i guess that's a, <laughs> we we can wrap it up there um but i usually ask uh the suggested listening i'll list some of those uh those records you were talking about in the notes uh and you can check out chris coles uh if you're ever in the akron or cleveland area you can look up where he's playing uh will be on tour later this year uh for sph8 stuff and then he's always playing um his gleams oh my gosh anytime you have the chance to hear gleam it's that's that's good mo- the what's it called the love demon suite a mm-hmm. love dude mm-hmm. song cycle yeah. ah every time i get a chance to hear that i'm like this is that stuff yeah, yeah, this is that yeah, stuff. yeah. there's that one tune it's like but it's over three i can't remember how the tune goes ah, that joint yeah yeah i was like uh, uh, uh. <laughs> uh, yeah 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 I, I was i came to see you guys in uh when you played in Pittsburgh for that free concert outside, I was yeah. just like, this is my stuff. I'm so excited. <laughs> uh, anyways, Chris, thanks for uh, coming on and talking with us here at extra musical, man. Yeah. Sorry, uh, man. Around. Thank, thank you oh, for sorry. having me. Yeah. Stick around for uh, more information on uh, extra musical and we'll see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of extra musical. Extra musical is a hidden cinema records production. Please be sure to subscribe and leave a rating wherever you get your podcasts and look out for future episodes. Bye for now.